Hello everyone and welcome to a new episode of Business with the Stars. My name is Najma and in today's episode we are going to have the topic of business recovery after conflicts and wars. So welcome to our first episode of the week. I really hope that you guys had an amazing weekend and I am really grateful and glad to have you back today. And for the new journeys, welcome. And I really hope that you will find a lot of value in the episode that we are about to cover. So conflict and war and also natural disaster are what we are going to talk about today and how countries um, that are going through those things have businesses there, small businesses in particular and big ones, but how businesses recover afterwards. So I just thought that this was an amazing topic to talk about because for a year and a half now, uh, or almost a little bit more than a year, Uh, We are all going through with the whole virus things in multiple challenges that we have in our lives that comparing to countries where I would say you have really challenging uh, situations don't really, um, I would say, will make you think differently. And that's really why I wanted to have this episode is to show how people recover when there is a real war. Uh, versus how lucky actually we are. We're actually, yes, we have business impact from whatever happened, but we have a lot of infrastructure as well around us to help us make it. So what I'm going to do in this episode is actually focus on the small businesses, so uh, companies that employ between, let's say, 10 to 20 people, so less than 20 employees, Um, and how they recover and how uh, they make it afterwards. So for developing countries um, that have lasting, you know, I mean, economical um, stabilities and development in general, where all the systems are working just fine, you have very little challenges when it comes to businesses in general, regardless of the situation. And um, Canada is one of those countries, Northern Europe, like Finland, Denmark are one of those countries as well. Uh, You have a lot of uh, blue countries, let's just call them that way, where they have very little or no conflict at all ever. Uh, While if you compare, for example, uh, on regions that are very high in conflicts and violence like Africa, Middle East, but even Western Europe, for example, or even the US where you have very uh, violent strikes or even riots going on, uh, small businesses are really, really strongly impacted. And when that happens, uh, definitely takes time to recover. I think that the recovery time from what I have read is between two to three years. Uh, If your business has been burned, if your business was completely destroyed, um, and again, it can be also a natural disaster, if there were a tsunami, an earthquake, uh, it does take time. And one of the reasons for that, especially for countries, for example, that have conflicts in war, Uh, is simply because people are leaving. So, for example, if you take any country where you have very serious conflicts, people are not going to stay around while they're actually risking their lives. So people are going to pack their bags and try um, to find a place that is better, peaceful to be and raise their families. So most of them are refugees for exactly the same reason. So the fact that you don't have any people not only to buy from you, but even to work for you, 
definitely is going to become a very big challenge when you have a big company. And that's why when you have smaller size company, uh, recovering is always going to be less of a challenge because the number of people that you're going to have around uh, not only will need the same qualification and skills, but they are easily replaceable uh, because again, they can be anybody around. Uh, the other thing as well, for example, if I have to compare with big corporation or big companies, is very often you need foreigners to also work for you. And in terms of uh, in times of conflicts and wars, the first people to actually leave um, are the foreigners. And very often they never come back because they have families. They would have been probably scared. Uh, and even the embassies or the consulate locally would not advise them to come back for security reasons. So for that, for example, it will impact a lot your economy and it will impact a lot how you're going to work with businesses and how you're going to make money. So, and also one of the reasons why uh, I very often focus on small businesses, small and middle-sized, medium-sized businesses um, is number one because that's, those are the most, uh, those are my clients in general because I believe in small and middle-sized businesses more, but also because nearly half of any working population in any country are actually employed by small and middle-sized businesses. And this is something that it can be verified in any kind of country. I think that in the U.S. right now, it's probably between 40 and 49%. And out of that, the small uh, and medium-sized businesses uh, employ, I think, um, less than 20 or 10 employees represent 21% out of the 50%. So you can see that the sizes... Uh, what they represent in a country uh, is very big and around usually around 20% of the GDP per country uh, comes from the business that small and middle-sized businesses actually do. So we are talking about really uh, a very major part of the economy that cannot be replaced and, and, and also is necessary for any country to have to survive. So when you have strong small businesses, you have less of a challenge in general, even when it comes to employment. So definitely uh, having people living and foreigners living is not going to be something that is going to be easy to recover when you have a big company. So the, the first point that I'm going to talk about and the reason why um, small businesses recover faster is simply because when you have a small business, you have more flexibility. Uh, you are less, let's say, organized from an administration point, standpoint. So, for example, you have less internal policies. Uh, you have less regulations to follow. You just open your business and you just look at what you can sell and do uh, with the people that you have. While if you have a very big organization, it will be very much complicated to even have um, interaction with others because of the size. So one of the big advantages of having small organizations is that they are going to be more flexible um, in the face of a certain future. So when you don't know what you're going to do, when you don't know what tomorrow is going to be made of, uh, and obviously you're always going to have small challenges again on the local market as things are building up again. So when you have small businesses, that is really going to be an amazing advantage because you won't have strong 
uh, management to apply and you can adapt to any change um, that is going to happen in the market very, very fast. Even from a logistical standpoint, you have to, um, again, think about these kind of countries where even roads uh, won't exist anymore, right? So when we talk about conflict and bombing and uh, people really being violent for at least two to three years or even less, a year can have a major impact. Uh, you barely have electricity, you almost have no water, you almost have no roads. Uh, so really you have situations where even going from point A to point B is complicated. So even from a logistical standpoint, when you're running a small business, this won't be as much of a challenge, uh, even though it still will be, but not as much that if you have a big company uh, to actually run. The second point of, and the advantage uh, of having a small company and why small companies actually recover faster uh, is simply because of the money you're going to need to build your business back. So when you look at bigger companies or even um, corporate companies, corporations, usually they need foreign investment or they need uh, loans. So you need actually a bank to be functioning. And again, when you look at these countries, it is very rare that any bank is going to even be open with staff working there. So when you have a small business where you have only between, let's say, one to five or one to 10 employees, you can make money or you can try to find money faster without having the need of having foreign investments or loans or even having a bank to help you. Or if, or if you need a bank, then the local small banks that are there are going to be more uh, lenient and accepting to give you money. Uh, rather than other banks that will be really much um, uh, focused on foreigners and foreign markets. So this is something that is a big advantage also to consider is that when you are in any country um, and any kind of things is happening to you, starting really small can really help you a lot. Um, and even associating yourself with someone that has a small business can really help you a lot because of that specific reason. Not needing a lot of money to start your business is always going to be a big advantage. And especially nowadays where almost everything is free and almost everything is very much accessible, such as social media, contacting people and asking for help. Um, really, you do not need much to start even talking about your business or having people calling you uh, or having people reaching out to you. I know, for example, that for me, um, it's very easy when you have any kind of Wi-Fi connection to talk to me. You don't even need to have my phone number. I am on Facebook and I am on Instagram. I am on LinkedIn and sending me a message is completely free of charge. So this is something that a lot of people also have to realize now is that even after conflict or this kind of things happening, technology really plays a big role on how you can make it um, and build back again. So that was our second point. And then our third point is going to be um, an obvious focus, which, are, which is going to be the sales. So obviously your business recovering or your business just working um, implies that you're making money and implies that you're selling. So when you just um, 
Ghana, let's say a war happened again, you have you had a conflict. I mean, conflict can be anything without really being a war. It can be a conflict, for example, um, electoral conflict are actually very, um, very common, especially in Africa, where you have people that, um, I mean, not only in Africa, obviously, but anything related to elections can bring a lot of tension w- worldwide. Uh, but that doesn't mean that there is a war. So when I'm talking about conflict, that also can be the case. So the, the way to sell after having such issues and you have an impact in your business that is uh, inevitable if you live in that specific country, again, it would be to really focus on how you can reach out your, your clients. So the employees that you're going to have and the fact that you don't need a lot of infrastructure to start with is really going to play a major role because in those situations, for example, um, whoever will be left in the country or whoever will be around you to actually potentially buy from you um, is as vulnerable as you are. So they've been through the same thing. They are scared too. So they really, really need encouragement um, and even flexibility in a lot of things. I know that in certain countries, people are really lenient and help with different types of payments. Again, it depends on what you sell. If you sell things like groceries or food, obviously the payment is immediate. Uh, But if you sell any kind of other things, also helping your client coming back and having different kind of pricing might also help. So this is something that is very important also to look at when you have a small business. Um, And I know that any kind of country, a lot of things that are going on now, people are really overwhelmed, Um, especially restaurants and cafes, for example, in Paris, all of them are almost closed. It's going to be now more than six months in London. It's the same. So really starting to think outside the box and what you can do to really help people and your clients and your customers um, that are still able to go out and buy from you will really help you out a lot. Um, Making things very simple, making things very easy, um, being really open as well when people come. I think that, for example, something in France that definitely they would have to start working on it um, a lot is the service and how people welcome you. So that's something that is very, very much important where we are in situations where we lack human connection and we are and we start to fear each other. Uh, is really to have a way of being with each other that that brings safety. And that's something that is very important for the people to come back to you and buy from you and trust you. So definitely that helps. I mean, your attitude, again, your resilience in the situation and knowing that everything is going to be fine and trying to find a way to always serve your clients the best way possible is really going to pay off. So when you have a small business, definitely be aware that you are lucky because the situation that you are in now is really bringing a lot of advantages. Uh, First of all, in the help that people can bring to you, in the employees that you can hire, um, and even in the fact that you don't need a lot of money to actually um, bounce back. Uh, So that's very, very much important uh, to think about it that way. Um, And if you're listening to this and you are in a country that has never been in a war, but you have some conflicts and you are facing some challenges, uh, obviously listen to what I'm saying and apply it directly into your life and your situation. 
um, with your way of thinking because I'm sure that I'm not covering everything, uh, but there are certain things that I'm going to say that will make you think of a potential solution. So that's the most important thing for me is that the value that I, that I want to bring into your life is for you to start thinking in a different way, asking yourself different questions to make it into your business. So again, this also applies for countries where you have natural disasters, right? So if you have a country where you have a lot of earthquake, a lot of tsunamis, a lot of very heavy rains, that also can be the case. Um, you really need to know how to apply these things because even outside the business, this can also apply to your own home uh, and your house in general. So always trying to think outside the box on how you can find different solutions where you are locally and the fact that you are small uh, in terms of size for your business is always something that will benefit you more than if you were actually bigger. Uh, so that's something that I really, really like because um, really small businesses uh, are more independent than people think and that is the beauty of it is that whatever I am for instance I can run my business and I really love it and talking about not being able to travel which happened to me last year it didn't block me in any way so this is really what I'm talking about is that you need to find the positive things to do wherever you are um, because your business will thrive that way is that you showing resilience you showing uh, the way you are and your attitude will really also say a lot about you and will push people to come to you because of your attitude. So that that's really major. So thank you a lot for joining me today for our first episode of the week. I really appreciate you and I appreciate your time. I wish you an amazing and beautiful Monday, an amazing and beautiful week. And I will talk to you again on Wednesday for our family business episode. Thank you so much and bye.